My name is Aldo Martin, and this is the Reclamation Podcast. Long before the Henry Crete letter was delivered to the hands of ICFC members around the globe back in 2003, the brothers and sisters of the London Church of Christ set it off. The regular disciples of that church began to speak up about the injustices that they've experienced. It seems to me that they did so because they wanted to preserve and protect the church that they loved from continuing its harmful practices. They held open forums and created the working groups. You've heard Elena and I talk about the working groups previously. Today, we're going to hear from three men who were present at one of these meetings. Matthew, who would eventually release the letter, and the minutes to this meeting. Iare, who was a former evangelist with the church. And Chris, who is a current member of the church. The three of them sat down with me and recollected the tone and outcome of that meeting. Now, why is this important? Well, simply put, this demonstrates that the issues that the ICOC has had and continues to have, according to some of the people that have recently left, it states that these issues are not new. These issues have been spoken about before. These issues have been written about before. This ain't new. Another reason that I think it's important is because as former members attempt to make sense of what they were a part of, I think it's important to take a look back in order to move forward. Okay. Okay. So gentlemen, it's been 20 years since the, uh, the, uh, since that meeting, right. That, that, uh, what was it? The working, working group meeting. Is that what it was? The working group meeting. I think it was called the London working group. I've got, for some reason it says London council or something, but I, I think it was the work. I think it was called the London working group. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I think you're right, Matthew. I think it was, it was the London working group because, but you know what, Matthew, um, Charlie was there. Oh yeah, Charlie was there definitely. Yeah, and he was from Cambridge, wasn't he? It's true, but and also we had people from Birmingham. We, it's we true. did. It was, it, we, it was true. We had people from Birmingham and possibly Edinburgh and possibly Ireland. So actually, yeah. it was more like a UK working group. But yeah. I think it was yeah. the London yeah. working. Group. Yeah, it's true. It, it was a UK. But it, but, it, it, but it still might have been called the London working group, though. Yeah. Even with all that, even yeah. with all that, because there was the London Church. Can you guys tell me? Can you guys tell me how how did it come about? How did the idea for this working group come about? Do you remember that? So I've got some ideas, but I was going to let Chris in because I've probably talked about it before. Some, so I was going to let Chris and Yari maybe share their memories. And... Chris, what what where were you coming at this from? What was so I was in uh, what we now call Thames Valley, which is outside oh. London, and. I can't remember the exact timeline, but when everything blew up and all the staff were being made redundant, we we set ourselves up as an independent charity. Yeah. Um, so we so we had our own finances and made our own decisions. Um, so we weren't strictly part of the the wider entity. But I just remember that there was a sort of sense of crisis, and I, my memory is at this 
meeting was convened as trying to figure a way forward, a way of trying to find some sort of positive direction. And um, I was nominated to to be the representative of of the Thames Valley Church. Chris, how many do you do you remember more or less how many people there were for Thames Valley? Originally, I was part of the the team that that planted the church in 1990. There was originally 15 of us. Wow. Um, And by that time, we were probably maybe 80, something like that, I would think. Yeah. Uh, And I I guess we probably lost 20% to to a third at that time who who just left as a reaction. Okay. Matthew, Matthew, how about you? How do you remember it? How did the working groups come into uh, into effect? For me, it was you know the 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 catalyst for it. I think was that meet. There was a meeting at the beginning, so stuff had kicked off with the staff and Mark Templer coming back from is it Long Beach or all that stuff. And then in January, Mike Fontenot had flown in to do a talk on how to grow a Bible discussion. And at that meeting, things had kicked off. Uh, various it had become like it had become like the first proper open forum during the question and answer session uh, and it you know ended with one brother storming down the aisle going there's been spiritual abuse so i think at that meeting they the leadership realized uh there's a problem and we this is we need to we need to i think as chris said sort of crisis management and that's where they said let's have uh sort of like uh, representatives from the various regions including all around the uk plus representatives of the staff and let's have this sort of count this kind of working group to try and find a way forward matthew can i just quickly ask a question Mm. just for your memory i seem to remember that it wasn't the first attempt like they attempted a few things and there was a there was a uh a gradual grasping of the of the gravity of what was going on because there was a, an initial really effectively a denial that anything big was happening and you people should seriously, seriously just go home and pray and you'll be fine when you come back initially and then gradually they began like your example of that meeting where they said let's let's be better family group leaders and the like what do you not know what what you know what what do, what do you think went on here and then so i think there was there was something that was attempted and there might have been i think there might have been a uh, the staff will get together and come back to you type of thing which was not acceptable and then there were then there was the we probably better figure out um how to have some representation i just re- what I remember in my memory, I don't, I don't know if this is accurate. It just, but I have some memory of uh, a a um, a decision to say, let's have some representation of the people who are not staff as well. And that was so Yari, can, I just, can I just pop in one thing that I think you're right, Yari? So what I'm, I think you're right in that that thing with that meeting with Mike Fontenot happened. And then probably exactly like you say, they probably wanted to do something, but I would imagine people like yourself um, and myself and other people, you know, spoke up around the place. Yeah. They realised we can't get away. I mean, I don't know what went on behind the scenes, but they're probably- It wouldn't fly. It wouldn't wouldn't fly. fly. And they had to include, they had to include non-staff people. Yeah. There was a little bit of begrudgingness 
yes. inclusion. It wasn't. It yes. wasn't in the plan because it wasn't. It wasn't in the culture of how the leadership worked. It wasn't normal for that to happen. So let me ask you this then, Yare. So what was your reaction, if you remember, to when the idea of having a working group come about? Do you remember what your thoughts were? Were you surprised? Were you hesitant? Were you all for it? I was elated. Why? I was I was elated. I was like, we, we, we're going to sort this out. I mean, I was a company man. I mean, at that, at that time... Um, I, so I, just I, want, I just want to I, say for the audience, real quick, Yare, I'm sorry to interrupt you. For the audience... Yeah. <clears throat> I just want you guys to understand how impressive it is for for these men to recall these memories, because as I'm looking at all four of us, all four of us have gray hair on our face or on top. And I'm sure we didn't have gray back then. I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure. But go on, man. Go on. Yeah, I remember. um, And this really stuck in my memory. um, uh, My wife had left and um, had left the church. Yeah. 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 Um, and she was much wiser and remained much wiser than me. Um, but she'd left, she had just decided, okay, I'm not doing it anymore. And so had just left, um, and you know, done her thing. I was the fighter. We are going to do the right because it's of the Lord. Um, and then, um, the opportunity of a working group. Now, because I'd been on staff, I actually didn't really think that I should participate in it but I really wanted to do something and I wasn't now on staff. And so there was some deference towards me and hence then the, I put myself forward and people nominated me. Or I can't remember how, it, whether it was they nominated me and I agreed or I put myself forward and they nominated me. Something went on, but I remember I was um, at dinner with uh, two couples that we, that we'd really love. And uh, of the six of us there, I was the only one still in. And we'd all grown up in church and the five of them were laughing at me so hard. They were, including my wife, <laughs> were like, this is never going to work. It will all come to nothing because this is how they are. And I remember, I remember, I remember how committed to it I was in my mind. This is going to be the thing that changes everything. Because I, I really believed we'd gained a concession. They're going to involve the normal people. And that was a concession. And I thought that's, that felt like progress and maybe even success. So you said that you were with your wife and five other people. Four, and four others, yes. Four other people, excuse me. And the five of them <laughs> laughed at this idea <laughs> of the meeting or laughed at you because you thought it was going to work and they didn't. But both were true. They were, this is not a thing. And you, you being in it, well, you know what? We'll see you when you wake up. Very soon you'll be awake and then you'll be fine. But, you know, sleep on. It's all good. We're here for you when you wake up. Chris, do you remember what your reaction was to such a meeting? Were you surprised? Were you elated? Were you all for it? Were you hesitant? My sort of emotions about it all were very different because all that about these open forums, I had no involvement in any of that. We were separated from all that. So we heard these stories about things that happened and sort of regarding them in disbelief. Really, that happened? God, that's awful. And um, when I I heard of the 
the meeting, I I guess I just saw it as something um, positive, but it was very much a feeling of being kind of on the the edge of it. So I guess I was a bit, I wouldn't say I was particularly enthusiastic, um, but I accepted um, my sort of role as a, as a, a representative. Um, but it, it, it was a very different kind of cultural background because we were, were separated from it. So th- th- this meeting you talk about, was this your call? The was one with Mike Fontenot. Where, where, that was your call, I think, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because yeah, I remember Fonten- hearing about something that happened at your call. But, yeah, yeah. Um, there was two, there was two big things that I think both of them happened at your call. There was one with Mike yeah, Fontenot and exactly. then after, after the working group when they brought the results those for me those two meetings were quite pivotal in my they mind were. right they were right. they were they were so matthew what was your reaction to this working group i was desperate to be on it <laughs> like i was like <laughs> i've got to get on it and um you know because i had so much conviction at the time that i wanted to you know pour out that um so i was just desperate to be on it and i was just and it worked out but I, I was just amazed that I did get on it. I was like. When I saw, when I'm looking at the the minutes, uh, I believe the date is February 2003. February 3rd, I think. Is that right? I think February it's February 1st, 1st, it says. February 1st, excuse me. The very me. first was a, a Saturday, and I think we met again on the Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah. To the best of your ability. Yare, we'll start with you. To the best of your ability, can you can you describe the temperature of the room that day? Was there tension? Was it hostile? Was it calm? I think so. You have to forgive me, please. Um, <clears throat> the question itself is a is a challenge. So, if you think about that time, um, a, a lot of the people that were there were lifers so their reason for being i remember going to a job interview and i i had this job interview and everything about the interview was fantastic it all gone well he'd almost said i've given you the job we don't need to talk anymore and we'd spoken for an hour beyond the interview and at the end of it he said i've got to ask you this one last question um uh, this one last question i I never asked i'm never gonna ask this again but i've got to ask this on the sheet what's your purpose in life and because i was an icoc person um i had to say warn him first and say listen uh forgive me i've got to tell you this i'm still a good guy i'm still a human being but i've got to say this my purpose in life is to seek and save those who are lost but let me explain let me explain so that's what a lifer was in the icoc so it was everything right it was everything so a lot of people were were, were lifers and so what that what that meant and, and people in that space in the working group were were of that kind of we're from that space. Two years before, we're fully in. You get me? So there was a, why we sort of partly um, this is going to be great because we're going to f- fix things. Um, why do we have to be doing this? How much brokenness has happened? The pain, the reliving of things like revival. So there's a while we might not have accepted it, there, there might have been a, a great deal of bitterness because of the pain. Um, so there was a, a, a lot of different emotions. Um, so, uh, and, and people were feeling different things at different times. And some, and I, I recognize this, some, like Chris just described, some, it was a meeting. 
almost like a leaders meeting that some people were just attending. So there wasn't, they, they were coming without having been at some of the very recent big meetings where literally all hell had broken loose. Uh, I remember one of the meetings, one of the guys in the Northwest, the only thing he could have said, he got to the mic and the only thing he could say was, this is an abomination. This is an abomination. This is an abomination. And he had no other words. So there's a, there were a lot of things going on. It wasn't heightened emotion, but there were lots of things going on at that time. And I was with another person from, we were both on in this group. Uh, and um, and I won't mention their name, but we kind of looked at each other and we spoke a lot to each other about how it was exciting, but goodness me, what's going to happen? So we were we were wondering what would happen, what would come of this, hopeful that there would be some resolution. Some were more cynical than us. Some were there, but didn't necessarily, were not necessarily bought in. Yeah, at least that's, that's what I, I don't know, Matthew, Chris, what, what do you, is any of that ringing any bells for you in your memory? I, I suppose I'd be one of those you're, you're saying it's just for me my when I think back to um the the venue and the people there I remember generally quite a relaxed and um warm sense like like you say like a leaders meeting welcoming people ch- chatting fellowship um I think when this I don't I don't remember a lot of um obviously people as we can see in the minutes um had a, a lot of issues, but I don't remember them being raised in a sort of uh aggressive or confrontational way. So my 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 feeling was generally quite warm uh, sense. I think for me, I mean I was for me it was all, you know. That's typical with me, like it was what was going on in my head a lot of it. So the night before, the day before, uh, the the guy who was the elder who was kind of um, organising it, because at this point, Mark had stepped stepped aside. Uh, so the elder was sort of organising it, and they'd flown in three elders from America, uh, and they wanted they sent out an agenda where the first thing was the elders were going to speak. And I wasn't happy with that. So I sent an email saying we should hear from the ordinary members first. Yeah. And then we thought about that in the beginning of the meeting. With so the first thing. Yeah. The first thing. Oh, you and guys rem- like, you guys remember that? That was the first thing that happened. In in my memory it was it might not What was the nature of that of that in, of that exchange? Chris, so, what, what what do you what do you remember before I well, what I, I remember is I fought tooth and nail. I was like, not going to let it pass. I, I know you. I know you, Matthew. I know you know what happened. What is Chris? What did you? What do you remember of that? Hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, Aldo. You know I'm really loving all of your podcasts. Why? Thank you very much. I'm wondering, if I wanted to learn how to create a podcast for myself, would you teach me? Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm going to begin teaching a podcast course where I'll teach you everything that I know, all the way from creating a story 
to editing and everything in between. I mean, besides myself, who else can sign up? This course is open for anyone who wants to create their own podcast. Email me at aldobmartinpodcast at gmail.com to sign up today. And then I'll throw in what I think I what I think I remember. After you said it, I have a a vague recollection, but it's not something that um, stands clearly. I'm just trying to sort of quickly look through the the minutes to refresh my memory of it. Can I, I'll play Most what of... I what I thought at the time was happening because I've I've latterly uncovered there were things going on that I wasn't aware of. But I'll I'll tell you what I thought at the time. At the time, I thought, because I'd already sensed this, somebody has a real problem with Matthew. Some people have a real problem with Matthew. Um, but I was really pleased he was there because he was, he, was like, he, was, he, was like, he was like John the Baptist. <laughs> he had that, that energy was about him, and he was, it seemed to be committed to the truth, to getting stuff out there. And also had sent the document and all the rest of it, so there was that. But when we walked in, the flip chart that we were going to use for the day already had an agenda on it. And that was a problem. Why? Because the, the question was, was, okay, so if you've already set what we're doing, what's going on? We thought we were going to set the agenda that, that it was all going to be set up by the people here. So that was an issue. And, um, but what was interesting was the way it was dealt with. There was, it was, became really clear, really quickly, that no mindset change had happened. Nothing. Because the way that, that um, challenge was dealt with was, we leaders, you minions, let's remember who we are. And then another issue appeared quite quickly which was it seemed to be as a result of that and i didn't know it's like watching a a, a a concert from the middle you don't see everything that's going on at the front you think there's a fight it might be a mosh pit or whatever you don't know matthew asked what seemed to be the question seemed to be is adrian here as an elder or not as an elder that seemed to be the question which came after the, are you people going to organize the whole thing? And that question was dealt with with, this, with the same mindset, we leaders, you minions, can we not deal with each other that way? Now, Matthew, is that, that's what I, that's what I kind of observed, but there was more to it than that. Is that fair? Have I got any of that right? But just so the, the chronology in my mind, and I think the minutes probably, so the first battle, this is just a brief chronology. The first battle was the agenda. Yeah, which we got. I think. I think in the end we agreed. Let's let's listen to the members first, and then each member. Exactly, got they, they turned the page over, didn't yes. they? They flipped. They yeah, turned they the page. They got rid of the agenda. Yeah, and then and then uh, the brother who did. I don't, I feel bad because you know he's just. But he he did. The, he wrote up as people said all the issues that were in the minutes. He wrote it up. Then we heard from the staff members uh, who were there, and then we heard from the elders. So that was how the day went. But for me, once it was 
But I loved hearing the ordinary members because they were sharing all the issues that ended up being in the Henry Creek letter, discipling dilemma. Yeah. All the all the things. But then the next day, I think, was a day then on the Sunday, I basically then tried to challenge I tried to was challenge the, the fact that Adrian was an elder. Was it the next uh, day? Was it the next morning? It was the next morning, yeah. I That's said it. I was okay. trying to get out in view of this, in view of this flip chart with all this stuff on it. Yes. Adrian clearly hasn't protected the church. And I feel bad because I, I like Adrian. I think Adrian's in a different place now. I feel bad using his name. It's just you used his name. So it's like. But, well, um, uh, 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 it's not, it's not no besmirching of him. No, and it's, it's in, in the minutes. The people, these are the people in the room. Yeah, That's, yeah. So, but I then got, I was then told I couldn't challenge Adrian because I didn't have any witnesses to challenge an elder. For me, the witnesses were the flip chart with all the stuff on it. And then I had to go into a separate room. No one would back me. So I couldn't, I couldn't challenge Adrian. And then that's, I ended up resigning. So that's kind of my chronology of sort of what happened. And with um, you, yeah, 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 yeah. I had it that those two things were close together. But as you, re- even though I'm looking at the minutes now and I'm reminded there was a whole bunch of sharing after yeah. we dealt with the agenda piece. Because I remember the page went over, blank sheet, then I then sharing, yeah. Yara, if you don't mind, I, I want to get Chris in this. Chris, do you... Do you remember that part too? Do you remember it the same way with the agenda? I I vaguely remember it now. I remember the person in front of me who was a very significant um, part of this this whole thing, um, saying loudly, "You just don't get it. You just don't get it." And so that may have been about that whole issue. Who, who was he saying that to? To the ones who were trying to dictate the who tried to. Oh, in regards to the agenda. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Mayare, you were you were you were saying something. All all I was saying is that <clears throat> I I now I now get I'm reminded that there was that whole piece of sharing. And during it, hearing people sharing all their different things, it was um it was kind of um validating. Oh my good. You know what, man? Can I stop you right there? The next question that I had, and here's here's the here's here's the question verbatim. All right. You, you want to hear it verbatim? You ready? What was your impression of what you heard that day? Were you surprised? Were you unaffected? Or did you feel validated? Oh wow. You're a prophet. You're a prophet, Yare. A modern day prophet. Yikes. <laughs> feel bad, feel bad for the world if that's the case. <laughs> Um, well, go on, man. So you said you felt validation. You know, validation was one of the things. Um, when people shared, like I think I remember when what Chris was saying, you don't get it, you just don't get it. There was there was a few people because while there were people who were saying things audibly, which by the way was new, all of this rebellion type of stuff, this was all brand spanking new. And so mostly we were in, in the aisles, kind of, do you believe that? And what did you, and a bit of, a little bit of that. And so when people said things like that, um, it was really, wow. There were some people though, especially some of the leaders were not as circumspect as others. Uh, and some people who, um, like, 
one of the things that I, I remember being struck by was that people um, who were deep in the organization were also hurt. And some people who were who had been on staff were expressing the kind of, uh, were, were communicating, feeling the kind of abuse or having experienced the kind of abuse that other people out there would have said they perpetrated on others. And um, um, that, that there was a bit of a revelation going on definitely for me that, wow, this is, one, it's true, but wow, there are some people I would have excluded from being part of our victimness that actually were, were just as victimized as the people who were the, the minions, you know, the people just on the, on the ground. Yari, yeah, right. this is what this is what I'm hearing. Tell me if I if I'm misunderstanding it. So you you kind of got the impression that there were people who were perpetrators of abuse or harshness. Let's just say harshness, injustices. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then in this working group meeting, these perpetrators were revealing that they too were victimized by some of the same things from the other side. Yeah, yeah. Which I knew to be true because I'd. I'd, I'd just I've just come out of the ministry, so I'd seen all that. But to hear it in a in an open forum was it was very new. Uh, it was re really that it just didn't didn't happen. Am I remembering this right, Matthew? Is it? Oh yeah, I mean I agree. New? It was it was new. I mean that that then each member getting. I mean we'd had a little bit of open. I'd done an open forum in the east. With with a sort of leaders retreat, I'd I'd heard what the staff had said, because another staff member had told me, friends had told me, I, yeah, and there'd been some other meet at that meeting at your call, but this was the first time where it was like people really, you know, all those people in the minutes having a few minutes to share, yeah, whether it be about racism, legalism, finances, harshness, control, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, we're actually, we're, and and then plus that brother writing it on the board you know and then putting wow it when legalism got mentioned more than once he put a tick by it and a tick but it was like it was like it was just being laid out very clearly very orderly but so that was that was a completely new thing and, and that, which is why i tried to get the minute you know which is why i wanted the minutes to get out there why i sent the minutes out was because it was this is like oh my gosh this is it it's all here it's all here it's like this is testimony of what's been going on so yeah it was new it was yeah. Mm. Chris, how about yourself? What was your impression of what you heard that day? Were you surprised by it? Were you unaffected? I can't remember if I was surprised. Um, what what did stand out? I remember one member of staff sharing how he recognized himself that um the pay structure wasn't healthy and um he felt guilty about it. And I thought that was a a major thing and i think from our perspective as as i said we weren't touched by a lot of the the issues going on but there was i think there had been things building for several years where there'd be conversations taking hushed conversations taking place in private homes about you know the staff pay and uh um about so-called independence that and i remember someone saying yeah, but 
the ICOC broke away from the traditional church. So how come that wasn't? And so these conversations were, go, were going on. So I think for me, there was a there was a kind of a positive feeling that these issues were were being dealt with. The, the, the struggle I had was I didn't like the hostility that I felt was being directed at some of the staff because I felt the same thing, that they were victims as well. And when I spoke to them, I remember speaking to, in the fellowship, speaking to one of the main sort of leader figures, and he was explaining to me that he felt really bad about a lot of the stuff that was happened, but he himself had felt like he was being attacked and what he was doing was trying to defend himself. And um, I, I found the some of the um, sort of, I, I guess I'd say, verbal aggression quite difficult to take, but I generally felt positive about the things that were being raised and the, the issues that were being put out there. And I think most people in the church totally agreed that I think it was very clear to to us all that things weren't right uh, can I just add one one piece one tiny thing here and that is and I, I, I know it's not gonna be a tiny thing I, I know <laughs> this. You, you don't have to lie to us <laughs> okay so so we all define tiny differently <laughs> and it, it, it is just that Listening to Chris, I remember hearing people uh, speak about things in the way Chris is describing. It angered me so much. <laughs> Why? Because um, there was a real defensiveness in the in the in the in the in the um, in, in the staff and everything else. Um, uh, but. Um, when you're of one mind, you think the world is your experience. And actually, there were a multitude of experiences. There were some people in the ICOC who just didn't experience some of the things that actually people had gone through. And to them, that was anathema. It, and if you told them this happened, they would even say to you, I don't think, I can't imagine. No, there must be another explanation. They weren't, no, they weren't that harsh to you. No, you, it, it sounds, no, I don't think so. And even when, you, when you'd say to them, they'd, they'd go, I, I don't, I know, I don't, I don't think so. And, and, and I'm not saying that of Chris, but what I'm saying is that from, uh, from the perspective of somebody who, who wasn't at the, the, the explosion that had happened and was going to a church where, they felt really good about the leadership they had and the leadership was, was working really well with them and the congregation and, and their relationship was really, was, was fairly good. And, and the person they're speaking to had a humble aspect in their relationship with them. This stuff would have been like, who are these crazy people? I don't, and why are they speaking? So, and, and, and it, there were many who said that's ungodly for you to say it that way. They'd use those, term but those terms have been used to do other things so i now really understand how it well i think i do or at least i i appreciate it it could have looked to some people like who are these riotous individuals and this whole place was it it could have felt really unsafe mm. just as yeah. an environment chris is that is that a fair thing did it mm. was it a real contrast from from 
your normality because you're outside of London. Mm. Yeah. Place. Yeah, like I say, we we heard these stories. I think there was one member from Thames Valley who was at one of these your call meetings and he was horrified by it. Um so yeah, I I think I, I was in that that kind of group you're talking about who who struggled with seeing it as being this isn't how we should behave as Christians towards one another. Um we we should discuss these issues, we should correct the wrongs, but it, it sounded pretty nasty what had been going on. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have I have a final question for you guys. In retrospect, and sometimes it's unfair to say things in retrospect, but no, how about this? Let's just go back to the moment. Do you do you think that the meetings were successful? And in your memory, what's the legacy of those meetings or that particular meeting anyway? My legacy, for me, the meeting was pivotal. I was, my goal was 100% to get rid of, to, to stop the leaders being leaders. It was to, it was to, for them to admit they had no authority and no power. That was my 100% goal. I wanted them to go, yeah, we're, we're just ordinary people. And for us all to get together and pray that that's kind of was my, you know, and go and apologize to all the other churches and all the people who'd left the church. That was what I wanted. So that didn't achieve that because in the end, the, the sort of the leaders stayed pretty much in power, you know. But we had another meeting in your call where I got to uh, explain some of the manipulations that had gone on. So I think that helped some people to see what was going on, helped some people to leave. Again, by that point, I was like, I was just like, this thing needs to be destroyed. That was well. People often suspect that's what my view was, but that was my view. Not because I, ca I I cared about the people, but I just thought it was a very corrupt institution. So the legacy of it was it helped. It helped. And and the fact that I got the Henry Creek letter because I was on that working group, that helped to get distributed. So it was a very powerful and useful meeting. But in the end, uh, a lot of things stayed in place that I think were, were, were still toxic. Chris, what about you? What's your impression? Yeah, um, I think from from that base, after things had collapsed or disintegrated to some degree, different parts redeveloped in different ways, and there are different cultures in different parts of the country. But I think for me, um, in a lot of ways in terms of the culture, not in terms of the pay and things like that, but in terms of the the culture, I don't see a huge amount of change in um in in some of the churches. Not not what I would want to see. I'm happy where I am, but um I don't think th there's a lot of places I don't think I could be happy. In terms of Albert, in terms of your question, um it was utterly unsuccessful. It was utterly, 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 utterly unsuccessful, only because it was designed to be. Um, we were supposed to go back and brief, brief our, our, our parts of the organization on what happened at the meetings. And I, and I would attempt to do so and, and say this happened and talk about the, the ups and the downs because it was supposed to be a navigation of tough things. Um, I went to, 
I went to another part of the church where one of the prominent members and members of staff who was on there um, was briefing their zone. And you're talking to a group of maybe two, three, maybe up to 400 people <clears throat> briefing them. Because remember, big disaster happened, collapse, all this stuff. And he did a, a maybe a 90-second um, review that described something that was absolutely not what happened at all. And, and, and he painted a picture of beautiful light and joy as if there were no conversations of any uh, controversy whatsoever. Everything's fine. Children, don't worry. It's all good. And the looks on the faces of the people who weren't there was... Oh, so this is going to pass. Oh, wow. So it's going it's all going to be all right. Yeah. It's, oh, good. This is great. I was horrified, disgusted. It, it, I didn't. So even in that moment, I didn't believe it. And that when I, I was, I remember I was standing in the congregation listening to a description of a meeting I was at that was particularly contentious described as great things we're finding agreement in lots of areas and it's wonderful and I I, I, I I wasn't angry because anger would be too minuscule I was I was bereft of feeling and I'm not that I I, I didn't know what to do wow um gentlemen I, I think we can go we can go on and on and on. I, I think, listen, not bad for four old guys, right? Like we, you guys were able to record. I, I felt like I was in the room. I feel like I was in the room, you know, can I, that's okay. That's, that's, that's quite substantial. Before we wrap it up, is there anything about that meeting or about that day that you, you want to say that you didn't get a chance to any, any one of you guys, you know, in that room at that time, we were all indoctrinated to one point or another. A hundred percent. So, and I don't really, and it was, and for me, even though people didn't really believe it was never personal about no. any individual, it was always about we're, we're caught in a really horrible system that isn't. Yeah. Up, and, and we've, 100%. we've all fallen for it to one degree or another. It was always. A hundred percent. Participated. Participated. Yeah, all of us. I yeah. certainly did. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, definitely. I was paid to, man. <laughs> no, I just really appreciate all of you three, but Yari and Chris just sharing. It's nice to it's nice for still in contact twenty years later. Amazing. And Amazing. I remember I you know, obviously Yari I probably speak to more than Chris, but like Chris I remember also from uh, you know, I popped in during COVID to Thames Valley and you know, saw some people and I'm in touch with Tim mm. Leeds Thames Valley and but I remember Chris when he just started dating his wife. We used to bump. I used to bump into them. They were surreptitiously <laughs> walk his wife home, and I'd always bump into them for some reason. And they'd be like, "Oh yeah, we're just going for a walk." And uh, so, really, just fond <laughs> memories, fond memories of you guys. And that, and I'm always grateful to the ICOC for the friendships and relationships I have. Uh, I'm really grateful, like Matty said, for all that it gave us. I, I wouldn't have my daughters. I wouldn't have my my wife without ICOC in some way. Um, but like you say, the relationships and and even being it, it keeps giving. So 
connecting back with Chris, and I just um, it's it's so nice to be able to be. We were in the same room years ago. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Uh, and then to be able to meet up with and have an opportunity to share like this, it it can't be at this point about pointing fingers, uh, kind of you know the, the connection with you know naming people who were there, because that moment passed. But it 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 would be foolish to forget, because as as I think Chris said, um, there's there's organisations of that in that group where the difference isn't great. And because these things are cyclical, you know what? If we keep watching, who knows? We might be seeing a working group, and we already know what happens. We, we've we've watched the movie. We already know. I've 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 watched people be warned and everything that was at the beginning of that. I've I've seen already, and I'm seeing that movie playing out again. So it, it's it is important to re, to reprise and replay because we also weren't the first. It wasn't the first time. When when it happened to us, it wasn't the first time. Ours was a reprise. And the next one will be a reprise. And there will most likely be a next one. And so it's important to note it. So we can maybe maybe it'll be helpful. I don't know. Thanks for tuning in to the Reclamation Podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed what you've heard thus far. If you would like information on how to support this program, please check out the Support This Program link located in this episode's description. See you next time.